And a very good morning behind the scenes interview time with Rory Lewandowski, our good friend from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County, is always talking agriculture with us. And today we're discussing August forage options. Uh, Rory, first off, a very good morning. Happy to have you in here. Why is this a timely topic? What lends added significance to the topic this year? I'm assuming it has something to do with rain. Yes, you're right, Ron. Kind of the answer to a lot of things in agriculture this year. So that that short answer, uh, you know, really is it's the this year's weather conditions and going back even into the past year. So more specifically, it is it's the rainy weather and those wet soil conditions that we experienced. You know, going back to last fall and then through the winter uh, here in 2019 through our spring and early summer. All of that, of course, we've talked about. Uh, we had those alfalfa field losses. Uh, we've had lost opportunities to plant, uh, delayed planting. Uh, we've been delayed in, in harvesting forages or lost forages. Uh, so now uh, we really are looking at the situation where livestock producers are, are really facing uh, the possibility of a real significant reduction in their forage inventories and quality forage in particular is really expected to be in short supply for the remainder of 2019 and actually will carry over probably into that 2020 forage production season. Well, Rory, your answer obviously paints a pretty dire picture. As we near August, there is a limited amount of growing season left. So what kind of forage options are available to help livestock producers be able to increase their forage inventories? Yeah. Well, Ron, uh, really our, our options come down to using some of our annual crops as forages, uh, taking advantage of the remaining growing season to get some additional forage produced. Now, uh, one factor that makes this year a little bit different is the amount of prevented plant acres that are out there and some of the exceptions that are made for 2019 only uh, by the USDA Risk Management Agency, or RMA. Um, that agency has announced that they're going to allow cover crops to be planted on some of those crop insurance, uh, corn and soybean prevented plant acres, and then those cover crops will be able to be harvested or grazed as a forage crop after September 1st. So specifically, uh, some of the options that we think work with this, uh, some of those annual crops that can be planted in August and then used as a forage crop after September 1st are oats or spring triticale. Oats or spring triticale mixtures with winter cereal rye or winter peas or crimson clover, annual ryegrass, uh, soybeans, and then buckwheat. Okay, uh, let's look at some of those options maybe in a little more detail. I typically think of oats as a grain crop that needs to be planted in early spring. How do you use oats as a forage crop and what kind of yield, Rory, and, and also what kind of quality does the oats produce? Right, yeah, good good question there. But the, the key here in order to make oats behave as a forage crop and not as a grain crop is planting date. So oats planted in early to mid-August are not going to act as a grain crop. They're going to stay in vegetative growth. Oats planted in early August uh, are going to yield somewhere between a ton and a half to three and a half tons, uh, possibly more of dry matter per acre. Uh, that actual yield is going to depend, of course, on weather conditions, uh, soil fertility, and uh, then when, you, of course, you take that harvest. Uh, there has been on-farm trials and demonstrations with, with oats as a forage crop uh, for more than 15 years here in Ohio. So we know a lot about using, actually, oats as a forage crop. Uh, we know it works. And you don't have to use certified seed oats for this to work. Feed oats, uh, most of those coming out of Canada, uh, work just fine. They're fairly economical. Uh, forage oats are also an option here. They're a little more expensive. 
uh, but they may give you a little bit boost in, in quality. Uh, generally, we're going to recommend planting between 60 to 90 pounds uh, an acre in that early August time frame. And then you could harvest as early as 60 days after planting. That will give you your highest quality. Uh, roughly, it's going to be equivalent to, say, mid-bloom alfalfa, perhaps uh, you know, a titch higher. Uh, delaying your harvest will increase your dry matter yield, your tonnage, but quality is going to decrease. Uh, oats are typically killed when our temperatures drop to about 27 degrees Fahrenheit for a few hours. But the interesting thing about oats is that whatever quality they kind of are killed at, uh, they can maintain that quality as a harvestable forage crop for up to a couple months uh, after they have terminated their growth. And uh, you can do much of the same thing here with, with spring triticale as well. Rory, what about mixtures of oats with cereal rye or with forage peas or crimson clover? What advantages do those mixtures have, say, as a forage crop? Right. Um, that's a good question because especially for a mix that includes um, <clears throat> these legumes like peas or crimson clover, um, what the, one of the first factors to consider is your seed cost is definitely going to be higher. Now, the advantage is that those species, again, since they're legumes, adding that legume is going to increase your crude protein content and the energy content of the forage. It's going to decrease your fiber level so you can get potentially higher intake levels. And in some cases, that added cost may be worth it if you need to harvest a higher quality forage. So in this type of mixture, uh, you'd plant the oats at 60 to 70 percent of that full rate. Uh, peas are going to be added in at maybe 35 to 50 pounds per acre. And then crimson clover somewhere at that 8 to 10 pounds an acre. Uh, with regard to an oat cereal rye mixture, uh, seed cost isn't going to be really too much higher than a straight oat planting, but the advantage in this case, you're not adding a legume, you're adding another grass, but the advantage is the cereal rye is going to contribute a little bit to some of this fall yield, uh, especially if you wait to a mid-October to November time period. Uh, but then because that cereal rye is going to overwinter, whereas the oats is going to winter kill, cereal rye will then start growing in the spring and it'll give you a, a spring forage harvest as well. Uh, for that type of mixture, use a planting rate of about 70% of a full rate uh, for each of the oats and cereal rye. Talking with us once again today about August forage options from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County, Rory Levandusky. Rory, working down through your list of annual forage crops, the next option is annual ryegrass. Why would this be a good option, at least for some livestock producers? Right. Uh, well, this is, again, another crop where we have uh, research plots, uh, farm demo in information, all this information generated uh, over a number of years. Um, and in this case, we'd want to use Italian ryegrass varieties as our annual ryegrass. Mark Schultz, who is our OSU Extension 4-H specialist, has done many trials uh, planting Italian annual ryegrass in September, uh, getting a late November harvest, and then followed by additional harvest the following spring. Uh, so we think, again, if, if we can bump up that planting date uh, into maybe earlier in August, we're going to see a yield of in that one to maybe a, a ton and a half of dry matter harvested at 60 to 80 days after planting. Uh, recommendation would be to plant somewhere around that 24 to 28 pounds an acre, apply 30 to 50 pounds of nitrogen per acre, acre. Uh, that'll help boost your yield and also will help to boost your crude protein content. Um, so you can expect your crude pro protein content to be in that mid to upper teens depending upon the harvest date and the amount of nitrogen you apply. Uh, NDF content, the fiber content is going to be in that 50 to 55 range so uh, pretty decent there <clears throat> especially for earlier harvest. 
Now, the key here, the next spring, um, through the early summer, you could get an additional three to four tons of dry matter could be harvested. So the key, though, if you want to get that early spring harvest, you need to make sure you select an improved variety that has a good winter survival rating. Okay. Uh, first question, soybeans as a forage crop. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought this was a grain crop. How does one manage soybeans then as a forage crop, Rory? Yeah, so another interesting um, situation here, but actually soybeans were originally used as a forage crop before we act, we began to really develop them as a grain crop. So they are a legume. Uh, they have the potential to produce forage quality that's equivalent to early bloom alfalfa. So again, pretty decent quality. Uh, the key here though, if you're gonna use uh, soybeans as a forage crop, they have to be harvested as a silage. They don't work as a dry hay. Uh, the other key is to harvest at that R3 to R5 stage of growth. Uh, again, because you're using them as a cover crop, you want to plant in narrow rows, ideally drill, drilled, uh, you know, seven to seven and a half inches uh, in early August. Uh, the major limitation that we're finding to using soybeans as a forage crop uh, is that some of the seed treatments on our conventional soybean seeds do not permit the use of soybeans as a forage crop fed to livestock. So you have to be really careful with the label or if you can come up someplace with an untreated seed source, uh, that would be the way to go. Well, that brings us to our final annual forage option, which is buckwheat. You know, I don't hear much about buckwheat and certainly not as a forage crop, Rory. Explain then to me and also to the listeners out there how buckwheat can be used as a forage crop. Right. So we talk about buckwheat as kind of a short season cover crop. Uh, beekeepers love it. Bees love it. Uh, but there's not much information really available on buckwheat as a forage crop, but uh, I think it might be worth a try on some limited amount of acres. It is a short season crop. Typically, it's going to mature in 50 to 60 days. Now, field and farm trials at Cornell University indicate that buckwheat harvested as a forage in early flower, uh, so approximately 36 inches of height, um, in their trials, they yielded two or more tons of dry matter per acre. They had a crude protein content of over 16%. Their NDF levels were 42 to 45 percent, so again, good quality. Uh, planting at uh, 50 to 70 pounds per acre, they applied 30 to 50 pounds of nitrogen per acre. Uh, now, one caution, some feeding trials have shown that light-colored cattle can develop a skin rash uh, when they're exposed to sun if your feeding rates are over 30 percent of your total ration. And now, the other advantage, I think, of trying buckwheat as a forage is that after the harvest, because it's such a short crop, uh, you'd still have time to do a fall planting of, of cereal rye to get a spring forage harvest. As we wrap things up today, Rory, any final comments or advice on where someone can get more information? Yeah. Uh, so for all these uh, August planted annual forage options, the best harvest harvest method is going to be as a wilted or ensiled forage. They're not going to work well as a dry hay crop. So producers really need to be able to harvest as a wet wrapped uh, bale or a chopped and ensiled forage. So all those considerations have to be taken into account. More detailed information about all these forage crops options is available on the Wayne County Extension website at wayne.osu.edu. Look for the Prevented Plant Acres Cover Crop Options heading or contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722. And again, all these broadcasts are available as podcasts courtesy of WQKT Radio. Our topic again today has been August forage options. Our guest, Rory Lewandowski from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County. I'm Ron Hamilton. As always, thanks for listening. 
More to come, so hope you'll stay tuned. We'll check in with your weather up next.